Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. 1 Corinthians 13, 4-8 Hello and welcome to the Elegant Balance Podcast, where we explore how to create a well-balanced life full of simplicity, joy, and beauty. I'm your hostess, Dr. Kaylee Hackney, wife, working mom, and expert in the work-life interface. In this podcast, I'll be sharing the science behind work-life balance, practical tips, and plenty of love and encouragement along the way. My desire is to inspire women to pursue their elegant balance. I'm so excited that you're here. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all doing fantastic today. I am so excited to be back and recording this episode for you. It has been a few weeks. So I really enjoyed sharing the spotlight with one of my listeners on the previous episode. So I thought that it'd be fun to kick things off that way again. So today I wanted to share a review left by SKJ02. She left a five-star rating and review in Apple Podcasts. And she stated, joy and light. Kaylee brings so much joy and light with practical insights on how to find those very things in our own lives. Simplicity, balance, beauty. We all want these things, and Kaylee uses her expertise on work-life balance to help anyone find them. Highly recommend. Thank you so much, SKJ02, for your review. I truly get really excited every time I see a new review pop up. So if you've enjoyed this show and haven't left a review or a rating yet, what are you waiting for? No, but really, it means so much to me because it helps other women find this podcast. And the whole goal of this is to reach as many women as possible and help them create their ideal work-life balance. So please, please, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this and leave a rating and review. Thank you so much in advance. So now for the main discussion today, I've introduced you to some of the key work-life concepts, such as work-life conflict and work-life enrichment. I will link the episodes where I talk about those two things in the show notes. But with Valentine's Day right around the corner, I thought that it would be fun to talk about love. I'm just kidding, sort of. But really, today's topic is related to love because we're going to talk about how you and your spouse, or even just the people that you live with, influence each other's psychological and physical well-being. Have you ever stopped to consider how your experiences at work might affect your loved ones? Think about a time when you had a really bad day at work. Maybe your boss yelled at you. Maybe you missed an important deadline. Maybe you were just really overwhelmed with all of the things that you needed to get done. At the end of that day, when you shut down your computer and drove home, were you able to just leave all that stress and negative emotion at the office? No, of course you weren't. You carried it home with you. And if you're anything like me, you ruminated on it during your entire commute home, and you still felt that stress and frustration as you pulled into the garage and walked into your house. Okay, so let's stop there for a minute. This process 
when experiences at work follow us home is called spillover. Literally, our thoughts and feelings are spilling over from the workplace to our home. But it doesn't stop there, does it? We've all experienced this. We get home from a really hard day at work. We are tired, stressed, and grumpy, and it influences how we interact with our loved ones. We snap at our spouse or we greet them with a series of complaints about how bad our day was. And before we know it, everyone in the house is grumpy. This phenomenon, when our experiences from work rub off on our loved ones, is called crossover. Crossover can occur a few different ways. First, our stress can just directly impact our spouse through an empathetic reaction. We love our spouses and we share a lot of our our lives with each other, right? And so when we are stressed, it can cause them to feel empathy, which is imagining how they would feel if they were in our shoes. And that increases their stress. Our work stress can also negatively impact our spouses indirectly because it affects our ability to support them and it affects the way in which we communicate with them. Obviously, we're not the only ones who can cause crossover. Our spouse's work experiences can also follow them home and affect us. You might be thinking, wow, Kaylee, this is a really depressing Valentine's Day post. But stick with me. The good news is that spillover and crossover can occur through both negative work experiences and positive work experiences. In the same way that a bad day at work can cross over to impact your spouse, a really great day can too. So let's go back to our example. Imagine that you had the most amazing day at work. You felt beautiful and confident all day long. Your boss gave you a rock star performance review and you were able to wrap up a huge project that you've been working on. That joy and excitement that you feel at the end of the day will follow you home and impact the way that you interact with your loved ones. Before you know it, everyone is excited and full of joy because they've picked up either directly or indirectly on your joy. The crossover of stress can lead to a host of dysfunctional consequences, such as depression, burnout, relationship tension, and marital dissatisfaction. Obviously, we want positive crossover to occur, but what should we do to mitigate the effects of negative or stress crossover? So I'm going to go through a few of the different ways that I handle the effects of crossover, okay? So first, knowledge is power. I'm a firm believer that simply being aware of something can be a huge step in the right direction. Now that you know why your husband's bad mood after work can seem to ruin the entire evening for everyone, or why your kids always seem extra cranky on the same day that you've had a rough day at work, you will be more prone to recognize what's going on and then to take intentional steps to stop the negative crossover from happening. Two, spread the joy. Like I said previously, crossover can both be negative and positive, and we need to use this to our advantage and start spreading joy. If you had a really great day at work, Share it when you get home. Talk about your wins. Show your enthusiasm and excitement. Smile. I mean, think about how difficult it is to not smile when someone else is smiling at you. If you're not feeling particularly joyful, you can always take some steps to find joy before you head home. 
Take a few minutes at the end of your workday. You can write down some things that brought you joy that day. By focusing on the positive parts of your day before you head home, you're going to be more likely to cause positive crossover than negative crossover. You could also play some peppy, uplifting music on your way home to lift your spirits and kind of shake that bad mood. My kids and I are always in a better mood when we rock out with a family karaoke on the drive home from school. Number three, self-care is not, is not optional. We are all less likely to experience intense negative emotions when our bodies feel good. We can proactively avoid negative crossover by taking exquisite care of ourselves. So often, we put self-care to the back burner because it feels selfish. Yet if you think about how taking care of ourselves protects our families from the fallout of negative crossover, it suddenly doesn't seem so selfish. Take the time to get enough sleep, fuel your body with healthy foods, and engage in in a physical activity that you love. When we're well-rested, well-fed, and we have the endorphins flowing from our exercise, we are going to be less likely to appraise events at work as stressful and overwhelming, and that consequently will mitigate the negative crossover to our loved ones. Number four, make pausing a practice. Another way to avoid negative crossover is to practice pausing before you get out of your car and go inside your home. By pausing, you can take a few minutes to recognize your feelings and remember that they are temporary. You can also remind yourself that you don't want these feelings to spill over into your home and cross over to your family members. I like to pray during this pause and give whatever burden is causing all of those negative feelings to God. Even taking just five minutes in the car before heading inside will help you to calm down and enter your home peacefully. Number five, find another outlet. If you're experiencing intense negative emotions, such as stress and overwhelm, you could find other outlets to channel your emotions so that you don't spread them to your loved ones. Give yourself a timeout and take some time to journal your thoughts. You could even elicit the help of a trained mental health professional. One final thing before we go. Crossover is an interpersonal phenomenon, which means it takes two. Yes, I believe that your relationship with your family members will benefit from you alone learning about crossover and how to avoid it. But you are only half of the equation. It would be even more effective for you and your family if you shared this information with your spouse. You probably have a Valentine's Day date coming up. Maybe you could chat about it then. Or maybe you set aside one evening after the kids are in bed to discuss it. Ask your spouse to listen to this podcast episode or send them the link to the blog post. Take some time together to discuss crossover and where you see it occurring in your home. Talk about what the ideal evening at home would look like and then work your way backwards from there. Is one of you more likely than the other to experience work stress? Is one of you more sensitive to the emotions of the other? This is helpful information for you to start intentionally creating the work-life balance that you desire. To really get the most out of this conversation with your spouse, I encourage you to download some of my free resources. First, there's the Elegant Balance Workbook. In this workbook, I help you define your ideal work-life balance, 
identify where your current work-life balance is failing, and help you make a plan to unapologetically pursue an elegantly balanced life. Second, I have created a life planner to help you create a strategic plan for all areas of your life. In this planner, which accompanies episode seven, which I will link in the show notes, I help you get really clear on your values and goals for your life. Obviously, both of these things could be completed alone, but imagine how much more momentum you could gain by completing these with your spouse. Maybe it's not your typical Valentine's Day date, but what could be more romantic than dreaming about and planning for the life that you want to live together? Thank you so much for listening to the Elegant Balance Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future conversations. Also, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave me a five-star rating and review in iTunes or wherever you're listening to this episode. Thank you, friends, and have a beautiful, joy-filled week.